Delivering great-tasting product to your customers is important. Saving energy, space, and improving operational efficiencies is good for your bottom line. A perfect choice for convenience retailers, Adande Refrigeration's patented modular units deliver so many efficiencies, it's no wonder brands such as Sheets and Get-Go are installing these temperature-stable, hold-the-cold fridges across their U.S. food courts. When it comes to refrigeration, convenience is at the very heart of Adande Refrigeration. Learn how you can excel in food service, save time, space, and energy with Adande Refrigeration at adande.co.uk or adande.com. Professionals in the know, choose Adande. You're listening to Shop Talk Live, the podcast, brought to you by Global Convenience Store Focus. Shop Talk Live is a unique video and podcast series featuring senior retail executives in the global convenience, fuels, and mobility retail industry, hosted by Dan Munford and Carolyn Schneer. Welcome to Shop Talk Live, the podcast. In October of 2023, the Insight team attended the NAC show in Atlanta, which is the largest gathering of convenience industry experts in the world. While there, Dan Munford sat down with Carol Chen, Global Chief Marketing Officer and Senior Vice President for Shell Mobility, and Mark Morelli, President and CEO for Vontier. This year, Carol and Mark both visited the Norwegian market on Insight Market Focus programs, and in this podcast, they reflect on the positive experience and their learnings from their trip. During the conversation, Carol shares her thoughts on electrification in the U.S. and China, and Mark also reflects on Vontier's view for energy transition and a mixed energy future. I encourage you to view the entire video episode at globalconvenienstorefocus.co.uk under the Shop Talk Film section. And now, on to the show. So, Carol, earlier this year, you spent some time in the, in the Nordics in Norway with your team. You know, what did you see that, uh, that caught your eye? Yeah, so it was a really good visit. I think there's three things I've seen. I think the first one would be the whole EV acceleration is really happening. Uh, there, over 90% of the new car sales is all the EV. And it's really, I think that they will become 100% by 2025. So number one, it's really happening. And that's one proof point. Number two is uh, really, it's not one size fits all. Because if you look at the total car park, only 30% of the total car park is EV. So you still have the coexistence with the uh, internal combustion engine car. So it's not one size fits all, it's uh, all sit together. And then the last one, I was very, very surprised that uh, if I look at the whole EV charging infrastructure and customer experience, uh, it's still very patchy. It's not really totally into the ideal stage. That means that significant more work needs to be done. There's a lot of headroom there. Exactly, significant. And now, Mark, you know, you, you shared the, the, that Norway experience. You were there with us a couple of weeks ago. And uh, what do you think about what Carol found? Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the few places you can go and you can see the advancement of the electric charging infrastructure to support all that electrification. So it's really helpful to see it. How does it work? What are the things that are working? What are they not working? I think what, what really struck me was how much that EV infrastructure needs the charging to be very reliable in terms of that experience. And I think you do see some very reliable charging experiences there. The other thing that was very apparent to me is along the highways, we see these, these advancements of these mobility hubs where there is an unbelievable offering that is being you know, given to, to people that are, that are charging and they wanna go in and they wanna you know, experience a fresh food format. They're experiencing, you know, many times a car wash. There's a conversion of that, and it seems like there's all the data points 
are very much there where that conversion of in-source sales is there and that accrues to the benefit of people that are making these very attractive investments to attract the consumers to stop at their sites. Now, of course, we're here at the Max Show in Atlanta. This is obviously in the US market, an increasingly important market for Shell, Carol. Very much so. I think US is a very big market. If we think about the EV adoption, uh, I think we'll say even in the US, the EV adoption is accelerating. So that's why that very recently, earlier this year, we made the acquisition of Volta. Now that we have over 3,000 charge points in some of the prime location ahead in front of the shopping mall, uh, in front of grocery, really offer that EV charging experience to the customer. And we also have a great plan to further accelerate that number to offer even more charge points to the U.S. customer. So a clear to win area for us in the U.S. And, and thinking about the U.S., you know, where is the U.S. position versus Europe or, or, or other parts of the world in terms of when it's going to happen, do you feel? Yeah, so if you really look at the EV adoption, I would say US uh, is uh, quite behind Europe uh, or China in terms of EV adoption. So we think that it's going to take some time. But you do have pockets of US that adoption is much faster, like the West Coast. Uh, so that's why that we think that it's going to happen, but we always say it's going to happen at different speed and pace in different parts of the world. And that's exactly what's happening. Mark, what do you think? You know, what, what we always talk about in, in the energy transition is really it's an energy trilemma. It's about, of course, sustainability, because I think that's what everybody's trying to achieve. But at the same time, it's about affordability and accessibility of fuel. So different parts of the world are going to evolve and different parts of the United States are going to evolve at a different pace and a different rate. We see petrol based and new ways for uh, vapor recovery being quite relevant as well as a more sustainable future with petrol and maybe even e-fuels are going to be a portion of the market. And then at the same time, compressed natural gas and hydrogen we think is going to have a, a place in the fleet a little bit different. And of course, electrification is getting tremendous traction in different parts. So at Vontier, we're, we're interested in advancing all of those. Yeah, and I'll just add to that. I think one of the, the phrases we really say is the most safe solutions because it's never going to be just one size fits all. So it's about uh, sustainable fuel, biofuel, renewable diesel, and EV. And also that uh, if we really think about the EV adoption, having the right infrastructure, uh, infrastructure is going to be key to enable the adoption. So I think that the future is not going to be just this or that, it's going to be a mosaic of, uh, of solutions. So. Now obviously, uh, we're, we're, we'll spend some more time looking at EV elsewhere in the world, but just staying on the US and thinking about the European market, your convenience retail business is, is also in, in, in growth, isn't it? You're, yeah. you're increasing your store numbers um, every year, aren't you, quite considerably? Yeah. So that's, that's also, that, that's part of the picture for, for Shell. Yeah, so one of the key things we really see great opportunity is that crossover between EV and convenience retail. And the reason being that if you think about the EV customers, when they're on the road, they will have on average about 30 to 40 minutes charging time. And there's a lot of things that we can make their journey and experience better with convenience retail, uh, giving them great place to sit, offer them a cup of uh, coffee, uh, food, snacks, drinks. So we really see that's a great opportunity. Uh, actually, I just came back from China where we opened uh, one of our biggest uh, uh, EV hubs that we have a 258 uh, fast charging EV. Uh, EV stations. And we have learned a lot from that experience would be with all the customers visiting, which is about over 3,000 a day, 
where they see a very meaningful part of them uh, going to convenience retail, either it's a hot lunch or a cup of coffee or coaching. So that's why that I think how do we design that integrated experience is going to be a huge opportunity. I, I think we'll, stay, we'll come back to China in a minute, but before we do that, uh, Mark, you know, that customer experience has a lot, can be improved massively. That's what everybody's focused on, isn't it? It's that customer experience. How did Vontier play in that space? You know, uh, what we try to do is provide tools to folks like Shell and the industry, people that are making investments, to enable a more productivity-based uh, footprint, but also to be able to attract consumers to their site. Because we know in the end, it's that consumer experience that is going to win, whether it be a more reliable charging experience, whether it be a convenience store that it is more able to assimilate new technologies due to compliance and regulation to come to market with more advanced offerings. These are all the tools and capabilities that we're providing to the industry as they're making all these really exciting investments that really face the future of mobility. Yeah, and the other thing we've learned when we uh, think about the EV charging customer experience would be get the basic right. Because right now, across the industry, when we look at the customer charging success, shockingly, the customer charging success uh, for the whole industry is about 60%. Meaning that there's a 40% chance when the EV customer go to charge, it's not successful. So how do we really use uh, our operational excellence expertise to make that experience the basic right before you can really look at the, uh, the, the additional things that you can offer to the customer. That's very crucial. I, I think really interesting you could say, I mean, what I see, obviously looking across a, a number of different retailers, not everybody, but a number of different retailers who are really leading on and establishing what the fundamentals are and then how to drive those numbers yeah. and improve the customer experience and shell yeah. definitely, you know, in, 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 that, in that category. Um, is it, you know, do, do, you see, do you see progress there? Do you think the customer experience is, is improving? I definitely think that uh, it's improving, but I also think that it's important the organization really put the key focus to say across the whole journey, uh, there's a journey about finding a charger. There's a journey about they're able to really get the charger, start working, they're able to pay. So I think that it's important to really put a really clear focus across the whole journey to say, how do we make it right for the customer? And that's exactly what we are doing. And Shell have done some interesting, Mark, I think we were talking about this, that retailers are starting to do customer research on, so they really understand this, can we say a frustrated yeah. consumer who, yeah. who, who wants to charge, doesn't, as you were saying, Carol, yeah. can't always charge. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty frustrating if you're an EV driver sometimes, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, there's no question. Uh, you know, the experiences there have been pretty poor in many areas where you see that build out of the infrastructure. But once again, you go back to some areas that are experiencing higher penetration rates in electric vehicles, and the industry is doing a really good job of beginning to solve those problems. So I think it's, it's in its infancy in many areas, yeah. and it's starting to bring some of those lessons from those more mature experiences and bring a more reliable experience. You know, we saw we saw Tesla's charging at Shell sites yeah. in, in Norway with a very reliable experience using the, the Shell network uh, that was available there. So I think, you know, you're, you don't see a lot of those kind of experiences yet in the United States, but yeah. I think it's very much coming forward. I suppose we talk about Norway a lot, and as yeah. you know, you know, we, we, there's a lot of learning opportunity there. But China's really important here as well, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that's this, this place to Shell's, you know, long-term uh, in, involvement and investments in that market, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, China, if you look at from an EV uh, car sales perspective, China has more than half of the global EV car sales. So it's a huge uh, market in terms of EV. 
And what we have done now that we have about 700 EV hubs in China, it's really again that building that EV charging infrastructure for the customer. But also importantly is how do we make sure that's a good experience uh, in terms of number of charge points, in terms of what will be mentioned about customer charging success, and then in terms of how do you make sure that you give the best customer experience. Now you've done some interesting research across I think UK, Germany, Netherlands and China. And I know you were nodding when we were talking about frustrations of charging. I mean, what, what, does, what does the customer tell you? you know, what, what are the, the problems that have to be solved? Oh, I mean, if you really, I would say that this is a high frustrated, high anxiety category. Uh, what they're telling us would be that there's a lot of anxiety in terms of whether I can find a charger, whether the charger is working, whether I can pay for that. Uh, and so there's a huge amount of frustration the customer is telling us. But at the same time, that represents a huge opportunity. If, if any company can solve that, that uh, you will have a very happy and very loyal EV customers. I guess I always laugh because a lot of retailers you know, who haven't been to, to see a market like Norway or China before, you know, they worry that the, the customers are sitting in their cars too much. But I, I suppose another way of looking at that is, well, if we can, we need to work that and we need to make them, you know, make them make our offer more attractive. Um, yeah. It's an opportunity, as you say. Yeah, I know it's a huge opportunity, sir, because I think that for the EV customers, one, they have the time when they're charging. And two, that, I mean, for anybody who's going for a journey, you will always have a need to drink something, eat something, if the environment offers right. So that's where we have put in a lot of focus in the last six to nine months, is really learning what's the offer, what's the format, that we can really motivate the EV customers to really cross over to the convenience retail. Do you feel, I mean, you're, you, I think you've talked before about reshaping the shell business to this new future. Do you feel that the business is reshaped? Yeah, I think that the, the way we think about the, the business for the future, we really think about that the, if we want to continue to be the number one mobility retailer, how do we really think about the customer, not in isolation, but really think about their, their needs for fuel, their needs for EV, but then their needs for themselves with convenience retail. So we think about that in totality and then to say, how can we do to make their journey better as they go from A to B? And we think that's the right way to really drive the future. Make, makes sense. Yeah. Now, of course, from a Vontier perspective, you're also reshaping, aren't you? Absolutely. I think the, the strength of the, the fact that we're in so many different points of that mobility ecosystem, including the car wash aspect, and you start seeing, it's interesting to see that EV drivers actually have a higher rate of making a car wash on the site and actually a premium car wash. So it's no question that these the service offerings that are there, the product offerings and the stop is really important. People have to plan the stop now. It's not just like looking what's got the lowest gas price and you're gonna pull in wherever. You're gonna think about it and where does it have the amenities? Also safety seems to be yeah. a really big issue. People are really concerned you know, particularly women drivers, you know, do, does the, the environment provide a safe, secure environment for me to stop? And so there's no question there's a lot of investment with this energy transition, and the folks that are making that investment, the benefits seem to occur to them. Yeah, and then the other thing we also think as we think about the future, right, also a very important thing about what's the competitive advantage the company has. For example, in Shell case, we really think that we have four competitive advantage to win this uh, energy transition. One is the brand, the customer trust. Second is a really big customer base that we have. The third one would be scale in terms of network across global. But last one is also very important as we talk along would be that 
the that operational excellence to make it right for the customer and the customer experience. So that's why that be very clear about the competitive advantage along this journey will be also very essential. I, I see, I can hear a, a sense of optimism, Carol, is that fair? Very much so. We really see the future is very bright. We think it represents a huge opportunity with the whole EV transition. But at the same time, I think we need to earn the right with the customer to really serve them better and earn the right to grow the business. Makes sense. How, do you feel the same way, Absolutely. Mark? I think we see it here at the show at Nax. You see this great vibe about the investment that's going in, about the opportunities to continue to build out across the mobility ecosystem. And it's really exciting for me to see these changes. Yeah, yeah. and then the last thing I will mention that uh, actually we also see great opportunity for collaboration and partnership. Because you mentioned the word ecosystem, and we really see that it's an ecosystem that no, not one company can do everything end to end. It's about how do you work with partners, how do you collaborate, how do you make it scalable and profitable. So that also represents a huge opportunity. So you're both sharing the journey to the future and absolutely. helping each other. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Carol and Mark. Thank you. Really Thanks good for chat. Us. Thank you for listening to Shop Talk Live, the podcast. This episode was produced by Dan Munford and Nick Scherzer with support from Jenna Ferguson and Lorraine Evans. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Carolyn Schneer, and music was provided by Wolfgang Worley. Tune in every other week for new episodes, and please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and learn more at globalconvenienceStorefocus.co.uk.